wonderful day because you're listening to another episode of Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. Jimmy and Derek here bringing it at you, all the action and satisfaction of the killers and whatever that involves. Also, I haven't mentioned it yet. I still need to give away the CDs. I've, I've got the people's names. We're going to do it at some point, but, you know, life gets crazy and stuff, so I haven't forgotten. If you want to be in the, the drawing, let us know. Follow us on all the socials and uh, give us a thumbs up or a, a review on wherever you're listening to this podcast now. We would appreciate it. And also, a special thanks to all the people of the Czech Republic. I, I don't get into this much, but there are there are polls and there are... Uh, I don't know what charts, I guess is what you'd call it for podcasts. And you're listening to a, a podcast right now that's been number one in the Czech Republic as far as our category goes. So thank you very much. Our category being Killers Music Podcast. <laughs> musical podcast and musical commentary podcasts, which there's some there. I mean, we're, beat, we're beating the, the Beach Boys there in the Czech Republic or Czech uh I always want to say Czech Republic. Now it's the Czech. I've lost it. it. We're Czech not... Republic. Okay. I always want to say Czechoslovakia is what I want to say. I was going to say we can't lose our good fan base there. But across the world, we actually do surprisingly well, um, at least surprisingly to me, in in the charts and especially uh, internationally. So thank you, everybody that listens. And let's make us number one here in the good old U.S. of A. But uh, right now, I think we're going to talk about Shadow Play yeah. off of Sawdust. It's uh, the second track. And it is a cover of a Joy Division song, which... Of the same name. <laughs> the same name. And it sounds similar. It sounds very similar. That's how a cover works. I don't know if you guys know this. So uh, one thing, you know, Sawdust, again, is a compilation of songs that were recorded either for Hot Fuss or I think Sam's Town that just didn't make the cut. And they, they put them out as a, a compilation. Here's some songs that didn't work out. Uh, sometimes when bands are, are getting together and, you know, trying to find their sound and starting to tour, they don't have a whole catalog of songs to go to. And so what a lot of, a lot of groups do, um, especially when they're starting out, is they'll cover some songs that they, they enjoy or that they have, uh, I don't know, somewhat of a feeling to. We know Brandon has not been shy about being a fan of Joy Division. And the song, again, just kicks off. It's another up-tempo, uh, gives you that that early hot fuss kind of feel. And I could see why it might've been included on that album, but um, wasn't because they were able to come up with, with songs that would be, I guess. But uh, again, I hadn't listened to this uh, a whole lot uh, coming into this and it's, it's a banger, Jimmy. It's, it's what the people want. <laughs> yeah. So when I think about the song, the first thing that comes to mind is our friend Barry, who the world knows as Billy from England, who, got dropped while trying to crowd surf <laughs> during shadow play. So I don't know that he picked this song specifically to be the one. I don't, this isn't the song he didn't, he didn't decide to, to try crowd surfing because of the, if they play they, shadow, play, shadow I'm play, I'm going up, I'm going up. <laughs> but there's that connection. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we've talked about, you know, Miss Atomic Bomb and uh, Bones and some of these songs, they seem to play uh, regionally or, or at certain places. Um, I don't know if Shadow Play was just at that festival, if they were just feeling it, or if that's something they play more uh, over over in Europe or the UK. I haven't looked into uh, you know compilations of of songs that are played and and done a whole breakdown. I've got a spreadsheet, but so I, I don't know if there's certain songs when it comes to a set list where they know if they're in this area of the world, 
and country they're going to try to involve it more or if it was just one of those things they were filming that night and decided to play. Obviously, you know, 80s rock, New Order, that kind of thing, Joy Division, those bands um, were also very popular over over in uh, in that area of the world. So, uh, And they seem to be a little more loyal to music. So if something's popular, like The Killers, Mr. Brightside will stay on the charts forever. Whereas uh, over here in America, we seem to like something for a few weeks and then we're off to the next, what's the new thing, what's the new shiny toy you got for me? So I don't know if it was some nostalgia or just because uh, the band wanted to play it. But either way, Barry got up and made made himself known. And we're happy that he did because now we got a new friend. Yeah, so this um, this recording was actually a cover that they did for a biopic which is the t- it's a word I've never said out loud before in my life, but that's what the biography, whatever documentary, um, was for the two, 2007 film Control, which was about Ian Curtis, and it was done by Anton Corbin, which I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name because it's got a J in it, but he's the one who did the who's who's re- I think he's the one who took the picture. Uh, that's on the cover of the boy single that was from back in that time period. And he also took the cover photos for Samstown, which we talked about those pictures, but we didn't talk about who took, who took those. And so um, since they had a recording of the song, they had um, been asked to, to record it. They included it on this cover and rarities and B sides <laughs> compilation. And then, um, uh, 40 years after Ian Curtis, the lead singer of Joy Division, after his death, there was a, a broadcast that brought together a bunch of different musicians that I just looked up since we were sitting here because I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I knew that Brandon had talked about Joy Division before. So uh, Brandon Flowers participated and talked about the impact that Joy Division had and Ian Curtis had on him. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll link to the article that shares the recording, but it says... My journey to Joy Division started at New Order. I distinctly remember being a young man and seeing Bizarre Love Triangle on t- MTV and knowing that this was something I could get behind. As I got older and more in- invested in music, I traced that New Order lineage back to Ian Curtis and Joy Division. This unparalleled, stark, beautiful, primitive, soulful music, it had a profound impact on me, just like it did many others. And then it says, Flowers then spoke about working with Anton Corbin in his 2007 biopic Control, for which they covered Joy Division's Shadow Play. We were lucky enough to have Corbin do the artwork for our second record, and he was just starting to get into the film Control. He wanted to show how far Joy Division had reached, four kids from the desert in Las Vegas, 5,000 miles from Manchester. So he asked us to do Shadow Play, which was the last thing we did when recording Samstown. So there's a little bit of that DNA in the track, and it was a privilege and honor to be a part of it and work on the film. It also became a staple in our live shows, and it's something I look forward to performing. So that makes more sense now that I read that. They would have performed it in near Manchester or in Manchester. Billy's local show was in Manchester, and the one that he went to. So it makes sense that they would have played it there. Yeah, again, uh, rock stars being rock stars and uh, getting inspiration from other other rock stars and other things. And just as much as I was saying, Johnny Cash and Lou Reed last couple weeks now were were the you know Joy Division, New Order, and and eighties uh, you know synth rock kind of stuff. So. Um, that's one thing I do like about the Killers and Brandon is they uh, seem to take uh, inspiration from wherever, and if it's good, they 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 do their own spin on it. And that's a great philosophy to have in life. If it's good, take it and make it your own. 
So, like we talked about, when Brandon was in Nephi, he was pretty much the only one we knew of that liked this kind of music. And so Manchester hadn't re- yet reached young Jimmy in <laughs> Nephi. The first time I ever heard of Joy Division was when Fall Out Boy did a cover in 2004 for their B-side cover album. They did a cover of Love Will Tear Us Apart. And I thought, oh, this is a pretty cool song. And it's one of those things where, you know, a band you like covers a song. It's the first time you've heard it, you don't know that it's a cover. But, you know, I came to find out that it was a cover of Joy Division. I mean, I, I have both versions now <laughs> that I got in the mid-2000s. And that's the only Joy Division song I have. And besides the killer's version of Shadow Play. And I knew that somehow, you know, in my brief looking into what the song, where the song came from, I, I learned that Joy Division, the lead singer, had passed away, and that's that's about all I knew. So, yeah, the, the Manchester to Nephi connection is it's not super strong, but... Um, it's getting stronger, though. Yeah, the more people do covers of Joy Division, the more <laughs> I learn about them. <laughs> well, the pipeline's getting late, Jimmy. There's the... Someday it'll be just a straight shot. Nephi to Manchester connection. Well, I have a friend in Manchester. I have two friends in Manchester, so... We know some folks out there. <laughs> we probably have more friends in Manchester that we don't even know about that, that are listening to us right now. So if you're from Manchester, please reach out to us and let us know just how big Joy Division was and what we missed out on being born in 1982, which was like around the same time that the lead singer died, so... Yeah, being born in 1982 in a, a rural... Uh, Rural, rural Utah town, Joy Division didn't quite make its way, uh, at least not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I didn't have an older brother that was into New Order. So yeah, there I might have been the kids in the 80s uh, going to Juab High School that were into it, but we, we missed that boat. Yeah, by the time the late 90s came around, the influence had kind of petered out. They, they, they moved away. <laughs> they moved away. So Ian Curtis died in 1980. So Okay. Well, that's all. I, that's all we got. It's kind of a shorter episode, but that's okay. And uh, again, thanks to everybody that's been listening and supporting us. We we appreciate it. And all that being said, that's another episode down from Lonely Town. 